What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Juice and Toy Podcast brought to you by One Body Los Angeles. I am your co-host, Juice. And I am Toya. Welcome back to episode three. three. Man, we, we're Yay. getting after it. We're getting after it. We're excited. <laughs> um, before we get started with this podcast, quick housekeeping. Um, if you're listening to this right now, Houston, my hometown, we are coming to you for a live summer sweat session. We have tickets available on our website. We're going to host a live workout. We're going to have some uh, Q&A. We're going to have prizes, all type of good stuff. We already did one in Los Angeles. It was great. And uh, we can't wait to see Houston come out, my hometown. It's going to be a special event. Is so. that right? Yes, that's the, the Houston symbol. So for all my Houston people. Come sweat with us. Come have some fun. Oh, yeah. um, and also engage with some of the other Jason Toya community. Um, yeah. Get to meet each other. Share your own testimonies, stories, journeys, and just have some fun. Oh, yeah. So I uh, just had to put that out there real quick. But uh, today, what's today's podcast about? All right. So we did our first podcast was all about who is Jason Toya yeah. um, and why we started our YouTube channel. And then today we wanted to go into, I guess, essentially the life of a fitness YouTuber, yeah. um, but what it's like having this YouTube channel, the work that goes into it, but also who we are outside of the YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, and the work that we do. And yeah. Yeah. We've had a lot of people ask us, you know, um, to make a lot of vlogs and we want to do more vlogs, especially on our main channel. But um, you know, this kind of gives us a way to, I guess, explain what our everyday looks like because every day isn't the same for us. And you'll hear this throughout this podcast. Every day is different. We have a lot of different things that we give and put our energy into. So it's sort of hard to put into video form what a realistic day in the life looks like for us just because, again, it's different. Every it, day. <laughs> it can be all over the place. So yeah. um, as I guess we're going to kick this off by just talking about the different things that we do on a daily basis because I think a lot of people, especially people who see us for the first time, you might type in workout, you found us on YouTube, typed in Juice and Toy, you look at us and you may think, oh, they're great, great YouTubers, right? You might look at us <laughs> <laughs> just as YouTubers, but that is a fraction of the things that we um, do on a daily basis to make a living for ourselves. Yeah, so, for a long time, we didn't like being called fitness YouTubers be <laughs> because we kind of felt like it discredited from everything else that we were doing because for a long time, YouTube was the smallest portion yeah. of what we do. Um, and so we didn't like being called fitness YouTubers or introduced as fitness YouTubers, even though it is what we do. It is who we are, but we don't want to forget all of the other things that we do too. And yeah. now, of course, we've grown to where it's a majority of what we do, but it's still not the only thing. Yeah. Um, and as we go through this too, keep in mind, everyone is different. There might be YouTubers out there who that's what they do full time. Yeah. That's all that they do. That's all that they focus on. And then there are some people who just do it as a side passion yeah. and it might be like, you know, kind of like when we first started, it was for fun and it was just a very minute thing of our day of our weeks. But yeah. Um, yeah, so let's just get started into what does a daily routine look like for us as Juice and Toya fitness YouTubers? So let's let's real quick, let's just tell everybody like what all we do. Maybe we'll put into a daily form because like I said, every day is mm -hmm. different. But let's talk about like what do we all like what all do we focus on on a daily basis so of course we have we look we don't like being called fitness youtubers but 
And that's because we're trainers first, right? We like to look at ourselves as fitness professionals first and foremost. That was what got us here. That is what started all of this. And that's who we are. You know, that's our foundation. Everything after that is, you know, kind of stuff that we do. Yeah. And like we mentioned in the first episode, we both went to school for, um, you know, kinesiology for him, nutritional science for me. um, And we studied health and wellness in some sort um, between the two of us. So yeah, we first and foremost, we are personal trainers. Um, And within being a personal trainer, that means private clients, one-on-one clients, sometimes group clients, writing programs for your clients. Um, We have online clients that we won't see one-on-one, but we are programming for them, which still takes getting to know them personally and understanding what it is that they need versus just writing a general program or a general workout, like, oh, this is a glute workout. But that may that glute workout may not work specifically for that client, yeah. right? So we are personal trainers um, personalizing a training program for a client. Yeah, and keep in mind, you know, when it comes to personal training, it's not just, especially people that we see in person, it's not just, we don't just show up and give them a random workout and that's it. There's time off the clock that we have to put into those clients as well. Like she said, programming, um, you know, if they have an injury, trying to write the workouts to make sure we're working around the injury, helping them with their nutrition. Right. It's it's a lot of things off the clock. And sometimes it's even accountability. Like I have, I've had clients where I would literally text them, put the chips down and they were like, how'd you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we're here beyond just showing up for that personal session. So, um, again, that's it's a lot more than just that kind of one on one interaction. So, yep. um What else do we do? As personal training, you know, we have our, like she said, online, we have our in-person, we have privates, virtual, but we also have our Juice and Toya app that we put a lot of energy into. And that's, again, you know, that's more of an exclusive access thing. You know, we tried early on in our YouTube career, we tried to comment, uh, to, to really respond to all the comments and be very interactive. But as you know, and as you grow, that gets very difficult. So the Juice and Toya app is kind of our way of give you more exclusive content, giving all of you a way to connect with us on a deeper level where we can help you personally. Again, we have a messaging feature within the app to where we message people on a daily basis to help them out. One-on-one. We have exclusive content that's not on YouTube on the app. So we create beyond YouTube as well um, for the Juice and Toy app as well. And that also takes a lot of time because it's Again, even though the programs, they're not personalized one-on-one, we're still putting that program together in a way that makes sense. It's not just random workouts. Um, We put recipes on there. The messaging feature, it's not just someone sending a long message, asking a question, and we just send back a thumbs up, right? (laughs) We're engaging in conversation on the messaging. So that takes up a lot of our time as well, just really trying to make the app an exclusive um, platform, like he said, and just really giving people their money's worth. For sure. That's what it's all about. So what do we have next? We also do um, brand content. You know, we've we've worked with a lot of different brands over the course of, especially like the last two or three years, um, especially as our YouTube became more successful. Uh, We do a lot of brand content specifically uh, for brands to post. A lot of times we're not even posting it. We're creating content for different companies. So, um, you know, as well as the content we create for ourselves, that's a yes. job in itself. So, um, you know, that's another thing that we, what else do we do? That's and then like we mis- don't have a, um, <laughs> we don't have a personal assistant or a manager or like, no joke. We do everything ourselves, ourselves. all the marketing, all the yeah. editing, all the filming, everything. And so with that, it also, we are our own secretaries too. So Literally. responding to emails, 
these deals that he's talking about, we're going back and forth. Yeah. Um, we should probably figure that out and hire someone yeah, to do we that do need soon. To hire yeah. Um, but we it, we're a two person team, you know, and yeah. so um, in a day, I could spend an hour responding to emails. I could spend two hours, or I could spend ten minutes. It just yeah. depends on the nature of what's going on at that time. Yeah. And same with editing. He could spend time editing That's YouTube videos as I'm editing things for the app or Instagram. Like we're yeah. doing things 24 seven. So pretty much. That's what yeah. it feels like. And, and for anybody who is an entrepreneur or, you know, you just kind of went off on a limb, you know, it's not nine to five. It's, it's you six, quit your nine to five. It's six, eight, it's six to six. Or to do six to eight six. to eight or even more sometimes. Or 24 seven. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Literally like from like we wake up and we'll get to our schedule, but we wake up early in the morning and it feels like we're not done working until like eight o'clock at night. Cause there's always something that's the thing with being an entrepreneur It's always something that you can do to progress your business. Yeah. And sometimes you have to make time to cut it off and say, look, I'll, Cut it off here. and Yeah, because when we were only personal training, it was like I set one day aside that I would work on programs. And then other than that, when I was done training, I went home. I'm That's done. You, know, you sit <laughs> down to it. eat dinner. There's nothing else to work on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So personal training, content creation. We have our app. Well, um, we have this new podcast. We have There's this a, new a whole podcast. Other po- a whole other channel, <laughs> which you should go subscribe to right now, the Juice and Toy podcast on YouTube. We created a whole other, essentially, a business uh, through this so um, and we have our merch and, and our merch and we have our merch yes. that we market do all of the content for our merch so all of that and we didn't even say we also have our youtube that yeah. we own. so yeah, no, yeah. outside of the youtube we are personal trainers we host a podcast we um have an app we have merch there's there's a lot of things outside of the juice and toy YouTube. and it's it's organized chaos like we it's a lot um and we put a lot of energy and we literally have to make our schedules throughout the week to make sure it's done efficiently uh to the point where we're not you know going into overdrive yeah i so. still use a paper calendar like a book and to write <laughs> things to write in I, be, I have to because one i don't want to rely on my phone if our calendars and our phones crashed I don't know. Imagine. It's 2023. It doesn't I don't matter. Think your so. crash. <laughs> but also, for what if the me, paper burns or gets wet? That's all right. But <laughs> also for me, I like the like the physical writing it down, seeing it. So sometimes people will email us or text us, and I'm not at home. They'll be yeah. like, "Can you do this day?" And I'm like, "I don't know yet. I have to get home and See, look at my calendar." That's the power so. of digital. But that's I just you have know so <laughs> having the paper calendar helps me stay organized and for him he's more yeah. electronic technology. But. And if I have to add you know to our original point, if I had to add one more job description to what we do is you know we spend time on our bodies as well. Like you know we have to get in our workouts. We have to and and this sounds and this sounds cliche and I don't know. Yeah, it sounds cliche, but like we have to put energy into ourselves to number one, feel good. That's why I work out. I, I want to feel good. I want to feel healthy. Um, if we're doing all of this, all of this work, and you don't feel good, there's no it's, way it's, you have the energy or yeah. drive to do all of these things if you're sluggish, fatigued, mm-hmm. not feeling good. Correct. And, and it's a lot of maintenance that we have to put into ourselves. We want to grow. We have goals that we want to achieve too, as well. And honestly, like I said, the cliche part is. We want to look the part, right? We don't want people looking at us like we're not practicing what we preach. Everything that we're telling you, we're trying to apply to, not trying, we are applying to ourselves on a daily basis, which and it that which doesn't is a job. mean like be lean or, or, yeah, it's have not a, all about it's more aesthetics. when yeah. he says that it's more like if we're telling you eat a variety of vegetables and fruits, if we're telling you to move your body in some way, 
each day, if we're telling you the importance of strength training and we're not doing any of it, What's why would you listen to what we you say? Like if, if you're telling me like, oh, it's important to eat your fruits and vegetables, yeah. but I don't eat fruits and vegetables, it must not be that important. And, and also think of it like, you know, actors. We have a lot of friends who are actors and actresses. You know, their job is to look the part. Their job is to put energy into their body, whether it's, you know, their workouts or they're training for a specific role. I can't tell you how many, you know, actors out there who go really hard when it comes to trying to look a particular way in the film, right? So um, that's kind of what we do in a nutshell as well. We try to, first and foremost, train and maintain our bodies to look and feel our absolute best. That way we're confident in ourselves. When we film, we feel good, we look good. When we, you know, going about our daily life we have the energy to be able to perform and and you know get through everything efficiently so it's yep. a lot it's 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 a lot and i guess let's segue that into let's just kind of generate like what is a typical let's go with you let's what does a typical day look like for toya so a normal day i would just say monday through friday because yeah. on the weekends we don't train clients and um weekends sometimes are a wake up workout and it's a full day of work and sometimes we have time to go do other things so yeah. a normal day throughout the week for me is waking up somewhere around 5 a.m it's either a little bit before a little bit after but i'm always out of bed by 5 30 yeah um, after her three alarms that go yeah on. i set three alarms <laughs> my first alarm is a warning to my brain my second alarm is like try to get up right now, but like you only have three more minutes. And then I set another alarm for three minutes later. Um, that's like, get up right now. So yeah. um, after my third alarm goes off, it's time to get up. And I usually am training between six and nine-ish, somewhere in that time. And we just recently had to cut back our training hours. Like it used to be our training clients, until like 12 p.m. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into all that later. But so now... Somewhere between like nine and 10, I'm heading to the gym to do my personal workout. Um, and I'm try to be back by around 11. And then by the time you shower, eat lunch, um, all of that, I'd say it's probably like 12 30 or one before I'm sitting down, ready to work, ready to work. And I, I probably my workouts are usually anywhere from like an 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on what I'm doing. But I walk to the gym and then I walk back. Yeah. And some people might say, well, you save time by driving. No, we not here. We literally, <laughs> we literally live walking distance. By the time I get in the garage, get to my car, yes. try to find parking at the gym <laughs> and then walk to the gym from wherever the parking is. That's I could have already been in. Right yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, usually my workouts are anywhere from an 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on what I'm doing. If I'm adding in cardio that day, if I stretch right after or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then, so I allot like two hours out of my day of walking there, getting back, stretching, warming up, me time. cooling down. That is the me time. And that is time that I won't, I try not to compromise yeah. or give up, you know? So if someone says, can I meet? It's after the workout. So like sorry. I don't, I try not to <laughs> compromise my workout time. So yeah. anyway, somewhere between 12 and one, I'm sitting down at my computer and I'm doing the secretary work. And then usually by like two, I'm trying to work on stuff for the app and programs mm -hmm. for clients. Yep. That usually takes me till around three or four. Um, I get up and make a snack and <laughs> or lunch or whatever I need. Yeah. I try to go on a, a 20 to 30 minute walk every day. And that for me is either a walk or a run mm -hmm. for mental health. I yeah. need that time to decompress after all the secretary work, after, you know, three to four hours of like one-on-one -on -one 
talking to other people. Yeah. Um, and this is where when people say, can you hop on a quick 15 or 20 minute phone call? It it's sounds, not, it sounds easy, but a 15 to 20 minute phone call added into a long day sometimes is like, it's exhausting because I'm yeah. like, I've just given all that time to everyone else. I've just sat down, responded yeah. to all these emails, all these, the messages are one-on-one. I'm responding to a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can get really brain exhausting, you yeah. know? And so sometimes if I'm hopping on phone calls, I like to take those on a walk. So I'm like, at least I'm not in front of the computer. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. I'm just getting out, getting some fresh air. Um, and yeah, by the time I come back, I'm cooking dinner or if I'm still working on things, you're cooking dinner and I'm finishing things because you're cooking or vice yeah. versa. So, and then we probably sit down and eat around 6.30 or 7. And while we're eating, all those emails and stuff I responded to before, they they've back. responded to me. <laughs> so that respond. is the time that I sit down and I'm like, okay, yeah. let me give back a response. Um, or text messages. There's times people will text me at you know, 7, 8 a.m., I'm with clients, I can't respond to your text. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't respond to any of those text messages earlier. That's when I'll respond. So I used to be so good about responding to text messages. And I was that person that was like, I texted you four hours ago. You didn't sit down to go to the bathroom. You could have texted me back. Like I was always like, what do you mean you were busy? And now I'm like, I, I get it, you know, where even when you sit down to go to the bathroom or you just take a minute to breathe, I don't want to text anyone back because I need a second to breathe, yeah. you know. So it's kind of gotten to a point now where it's there's always something to work on, like he said. Like yeah. there's never a time during the week that I'm not opening up my computer and either having to edit a video, respond to a text message, respond to an email. Um, we've missed opportunities like um, brand deals and stuff because I'm like, whoops, saw that email a week too late. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> time has passed. So yeah. it's a lot. It piles up. So normal day, I would say, mm. is 5.30 a.m. to about 8.30 p.m. I try to shut my computer, yeah. and that's a normal day. And even then, she's still on a computer because that's when she decompresses and probably gets on social media. And like, it's just, it's just consuming. Yeah. I try to be in bed by nine o'clock at the latest because if I don't get eight hours of sleep, oh, no. it's, I'm it's really, scary. it's like I get migraines. I don't feel good. Like anything less than seven and it's, yeah. and it's awful. So I try to get my full eight. So I try to be in bed <clears throat> by nine because I know that first alarm goes off somewhere around five. 10. Yeah. So if I fall asleep by 9, 10 to 5, it's a, 10, it's that's a whole eight hours. mathematical equation to get her to sleep. So, and that's just to get like, she tries to go to bed early. At least I do too, but she tries to go to bed early to try to shut her brain off before she can actually. But how many times do we lay down and I'm like, literally eyes closed, I'll pop up and be like, Oh, I gotta send this person. Yeah, and a text I'm like, back I'm really like, Toya, like, put your phone down. Yeah. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, she's it's so, hard because she's so if wild. I don't do it right then, I might forget tomorrow, and yeah. then it's just so. It's a lot. So. Yeah. So usually my day is five thirty a.m. to eight thirty p.m. of nonstop doing something. Yeah. <clears throat> what about you? What's your day look like? <laughs> that was a lot. I'll, I'll try to shorten mine up. So, real quick, I get up. I've changed. I used to be four a.m. club, and now it's kind of. We hit 30. We hit, you know, 30 hit me hard and I realized I need more sleep. So I get up in between on any given day between, it can be 4 a.m. and it can be 5.30. It mm-hmm. just depends on the day. Um, and for me, it used to be where I used to 
spend at least the first 30 minutes putting some type of energy into myself. I try to start the day doing something for myself, whether I used to read, which I need to get back into. Um, I try to do some type of stretch or something. Um, and what's really consumed most of that the last six months is my Achilles rehab. I'm doing some type of stretches because it gets really tight in the mornings. And at 6 a.m., usually that's when I start training. Um, and we, we do mostly virtual. I have a few clients that I see in person, but it's mostly virtual between like she like she does six to eight, six to nine a.m. And then after that is me time. I have to, you know, have those two hours or so to just really decompress because and as you notice, everything that we do on any given basis, if it isn't about us, it's about somebody else, um, whether it's for the million, 1.2 million on YouTube or all the people that we have on the app or, you know, the people that we're responding to. Our families, our, our family. friends. Like it, it's, we it's, have friends. <laughs> yes, we do. We have a life. But, um, you know, it's a lot of energy into other people. So those that workout time is like we take very serious. And sometimes like I have to catch myself because even at the gym, like I get kind of not annoyed, but like. I'm I'm looking at the clock. Like if someone's having a conversation with me, I like I don't mind it. But if it starts to get lengthy, I'm like, all right, this is this let me is have my, my time. time. <laughs> yes, you're you soaking I mean? up my me time. You know what I mean? So you know, um, that nine to eleven ish or ten to twelve is usually that window where we try to work out and we try to go together too to motivate each other. Because even after three clients, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, now nah, it's my turn. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it can be exhausting sometimes too, depending on the day. So um, after that, come home, eat grab some lunch. Usually it's a late breakfast, brunch, whatever. Um, and then for me, if as soon as I get back, it's mostly some type of edit that I have to do. It's always, an, I have an editing like checklist calendar. calendar of things that I have to get done, whether it's for the YouTube. We try to put, you know, at least one, maybe two videos out a week on YouTube. We have a brand new podcast now. So I'm putting out, um, you know, a podcast episode as well as on all the platforms, I'm editing for Instagram. I'm editing for the brand sponsorships that we're doing as well. So my editing usually takes place between 12 and 4. That's like I just put my head down. If Toy sees that door close, that means I'm going to work. It's <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting the ground running. And then 4 o'clock is when I usually try to take a break. And that's when she'll say, hey, you want to go on a walk? Want to go on a walk? I'm like, you know what? I would love a walk. I would love some fresh air. <laughs> yeah, so we'll walk like one or two miles just to get some fresh air. And sometimes we'll even take a meeting at that time just to kind of multitask and get some activity done uh, at the same time. Come back another two hours. I probably edit another couple of hours. We'll eat dinner. And depending on what we have to put out, sometimes I'm staying up late. I, I might cut it off at nine o'clock because some nights it's just one of those nights where I got to get some stuff done. So as you can see, that's it's not a set schedule it's not yeah. nine hours it's rarely just nine hours we're working you know 12 to 16 hours a day and you know at the end of the day you know and just recently i made i, I figured out that i have to make time for myself mm -hmm. like we put a lot of energy into other people we put a lot of energy into our craft and which again involves helping people so we have to a lot time for ourselves doing things we want to do and it was what only two years ago we stopped working on the weekends. Yeah, we used to train all day on Saturdays. <laughs> yeah, too. like, well, not yeah. all day. We usually train up to like 12. Yeah. But even then, like, you train up until 12, you only have uh, 12 hours and not even, you know, eight hours of the rest of the day to do things or to enjoy yourselves. In most cases, when we were training up until noon, we were tired. We were like, yep. I don't And feel we like... hadn't worked out yet. <laughs> like, so. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty much in a nutshell of like what our daily lives look like. Um, you know, again, we, we're to a point now when we're blessed to a point now where we can make time for things that we want to do 
especially for ourselves and make time for ourselves. But it gets very difficult um, from week to week. And that's why you kind of see us, you know, we take a decent amount of vacations. And that's because we're working essentially seven days a week, even though we're not and training. we're working on vacation <laughs> probably 98% of the time. I'm not kidding. On Like in Hawaii, we, we were, were literally We did working. a live stream. We did, like we were, yeah, we did yeah, a live stream for the working. app. We put... We were promoting a challenge in the app and finished the challenge in Hawaii. Like yeah. we, I don't, I can't think of one vacation, even our honeymoon, that we weren't doing some type of work. So yeah. we're at a position where we can work from anywhere, essentially, especially like he said, our clients are virtual. Mm-hmm. A lot of the content we create is obviously virtual. And yeah. so we can take some time and still do work wherever we are. But we rarely, rarely, rarely are like, let's take a break and don't bring anything with us and just relax. Yeah. It's, it's, we take a lot of trips because again, we have to get out the house. We have to get out of our change the scenery. We have to change the scenery up a lot. And sometimes you'll see us, We'll, we'll post a video somewhere. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys got a new house. Like, no, we ran no. an Airbnb <laughs> because we had to get out of our apartment. So, yeah. um, you know, that's just the nature of our everyday. At some point, we're going to have to hire somebody. Like, it's going to be too thick and we have to yeah. kind of break everything we, up. But, we work from home. Like, everything we do is from home. So, sometimes being here 24-7, it... Yeah. You get you lose the creativity, and so yeah. we take those trips just to like work in a different <laughs> environment to be more productive. Seriously, so, so yeah, that is a our schedules in a nutshell. It changes on you know, especially weeks where we're filming too. You know, yeah. that is our like we mentioned in our last podcast. That is our workout for the day on Wednesdays. So we, you know, you cut that nine to eleven out, but from nine a.m. to one p.m. We're, we're filming. So you know, we'll, we'll get in more into that, but um. Now let's segue into, you know, we talked about our daily schedules. So now everybody knows, like, we're busy. It's crazy out here. But <laughs> um, we want to, you know, we, we got a lot of questions in regards to how, what is the the creative process behind, you know, our YouTube specifically. Again, mm-hmm. we try to take, stay on topics. It's about life of a fitness YouTuber. So um, we want to talk about the process in which we create these videos. So um, let's just start at the top. Like, when it comes to yeah. these videos, again, we've mentioned before, our content is built off of your feedback. Everything, or not everything, but a lot of the workouts that you guys mention or um, want us to create, we take those into account. Some of them are a little wild now. Like y'all, y'all ask for big toe workouts yeah. sometimes. I'm like, I, I don't know how we, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's built off of your feedback. And I think that's the, the key to our success the last couple of years is just really, you know, finding what you want to see and what you guys are missing um, from our YouTube channel. And we try to put it into, put it in a way that's fresh, uh, it's new and obviously, obviously beneficial and makes sense for you guys. So when it comes to starting our workouts, like we have to generate those ideas, whether you gave it to us or we come up with it ourselves. And we, again, take that time throughout the day to meet, like we meet, like this is a business for us. Like, of course we're husband and wife, but like, when it comes to business, like we have to take that time to really sit down and have, gen- a, business and have a business meeting. You know what I mean? Like we write this stuff off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is our um, part of our business. So we write down these ideas, whether it's a 30 minute full body dumbbell workout. We're like, OK, that's the workout we're going to do. Or when we're filming, um, we usually film three workouts at a time or three different videos at a time. So we'll say, all right, to, uh, Wednesday, we're going to do a 30 minute dumbbell workout, full body dumbbell workout. We're going to do a 30-minute cardio hit workout, and then we'll finish up with maybe like a 10-minute finisher workout, right? Yep. We generate the ideas. So once we have the ideas, 
we write all the workouts out. So like, just kind of talk about like yeah. writing those workouts. Whenever we write the workouts, it more so is like, what are we trying to accomplish? Or do we want them to get a good strength workout? Is the point of this to get the heart rate up? Yeah. Um, and because we're personal trainers, we understand programming and what makes sense. So, you know, we try to keep it in a sense of like, for example, if we're doing a strength workout, we're not going to have you standing and on the ground and standing and on the ground in a YouTube workout because it's not efficient, right? Then all your rest period is wasted. Um, Even though in a traditional strength workout, you might have some things on the ground, then you might have to stand back up again. But we try to write the workouts also in a way that makes sense of filming them and also in a way that makes sense of following them as well. Um, And then with that being said too, Like he mentioned, you know, let's say we're shooting three different things. We have to make sure those three things we can film efficiently. So when we're (laughs) writing these workouts, if we write them out and we're like, oh, that's going to be a hard workout, maybe we can't shoot both the 30-minute ones. Sometimes we'll take that idea, put it on another day, and then come up with another workout that we could do that's like, okay, what flows into this Mm -hmm. um, shooting day, you know? So sometimes when we write out these workouts, because we understand – a, a training program and because we understand a workout, we know when a workout is difficult. Sometimes people will come and be like, this was really hard. And we're like, we know, like we wrote it. So <laughs> yeah. it's, we understand when we're writing it, what we're mm. getting into. It's not just a, oh, this sounds fun. And yeah. let's put this. We also know sometimes we're writing it. There's been times where he'll come to me and say, I wrote this workout. And I'm like, you only gave us five seconds of rest. Like we're going to need <laughs> 10 or 15 in there, you yeah. know? So we write them out so that we can see what is this workout going to mm-hmm. look like? You know, we don't just get in front of the camera and we're like, this, this looks, this feels good. Let's just yeah. do this, you know? Yes. So it's a full workout. And majority of the time it's workouts that we've either done before mm-hmm. or exercises that we've paired together. And we're like, Oh, that was a good glute burner. Let's yeah. put this into a Let's glute workout, you know? So, yeah. yeah. And, and also we got to be smart about too, um, you know, being tired. Like mm-hmm. if we did a, like we, we filmed an hour long workout, um, which I'm sure you can guess is very exhausting. And then we had like a, I think we had like a 30 minute workout after that. And I remember after that hour workout, I was like, man, that was exhausting. Cause keep in mind, like we are doing, and if you don't know, we're doing the workouts along with you. There's no cutting. We're not cutting the camera and then filming the exercise. We're We're doing doing this along with you. With the rest period. (laughs) With the rest period, everything. And then, you know, filming the intro, the outro, the warm up, the cool down, like it's, it, it adds up energy wise. Right. So, on a day where we know we're we're filming an hour long workout, we might film an hour long workout with a dynamic stretch or like a cool down stretch because we know after that workout, you know, it's we gonna really be need that. We, we're gonna need that stretch, and it it kind of makes sense for us, and it gives us again still two to three pieces of content at the same time. So we have we have, we have to do it in a way that to where it's efficient, and also we don't want to look tired in the workout too because if you look tired. Your form is going to break. And then, you know, what do I look like? You're looking at me for form and I'm, I'm, my back is arched and my, <laughs> you know, my heels are off the ground. Like, you know, we want to make it to where it's efficient for us to be able to perform. You know, a lot of you comment like we love your energy. Like your energy is so, you know, infectious. And we try to keep that, keep that. you know, we don't want to look tired and, and beat up in the workout. We want to look like, you know, you're working out with us and we're all getting started together. So yep. um, that's the thought process in the sense of. Filming. Film or writing the workouts. And then that's when we sort of transition to like, all right, where are we going to film these workouts? In most cases, and a lot of you have seen in our our videos, we rent out a space. 
Um, it's like a warehouse space that we kind of, I don't even, I think it was just like. Just an open space. Yeah, it was like 2021 when we first found this space. And it was just like this little warehouse space. It had, I wanted something like light and bright and like just kind of easy to, easy on the eyes to look at something fresh. Um, and I remember a lot of people commenting, it's like, wow, I love the space. Like this, it makes the videos look better. So we've been renting out this space for a while now, but sometimes it's a lot easier for us to film in our apartment um, to where, you know, if you guess we move all of our furniture around to be able to create that yeah. sort of living workout space um, to where we're able to do workouts. And, e- and even then, we're not able to do certain types of workouts. Right, because we're, we're on a what floor are we second, on? Second floor. <laughs> second floor. Um, and so you don't want to, you know, you want to be respectful yeah. to the people underneath you. So when it comes to like a hit workout or like medicine ball slams or something like that, we obviously can't do that here. Yeah. So there's times that we'll, um, you know, film here, but anytime we go use the space, we're renting that. So yeah. we're reinvesting into the channel all of the time, the yeah. money, everything um, into creating a lot of these workouts and yeah. videos because a lot of the time, we're not shooting here or at home, you yeah. know, we're filming at a space somewhere. That we're paying for. Um, exactly. Because <laughs> another thing, we want to be efficient with our time. So a lot of times it's like we mentioned earlier, it's hard to be motivated and have that energy that he was talking about here because everything we do is from home. So yeah. there's some days where we plan to film here and we both are just like, I'm not feeling it. Today. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's just like the energy is low and we both are just like, yeah. I need to get out. So majority of the time we'll rent the space. It makes sense. It does add up cost wise, but right. it pays off in the sense of what we're able to produce out of for sure renting that space. And then so to move forward after we film it, you know, say we film three workouts, we come home, we're tired. We got to get some food. We're beat up, take a shower. And we both look at each other on the couch like, did we really just film three workouts yes. today? Yes. Um, yes. Um, and after that, um, it's it's from there. It's just editing. It's just yeah. piecing everything together. So, um, you know, we got a couple camera angles. You know, it takes time to get, you know, we shoot in 4K. So, like, it takes time to get that copied onto the computer. And, uh, like, if we film three workouts, that usually la- that usually covers us for a couple weeks. We try to put at least one video out per week, sometimes two. So, you know, if we film a video, you might not even see it for another three weeks. It just depends. Or sometimes we film twice in a week to get six or eight videos down and we just kind of spread those out over the course of a couple months. It's just very efficient for us. We kind of figured out a system that works well for our schedule Mm -hmm. to the point where, again, if anybody's on YouTube, if you're a YouTuber, you know the name of the game is being consistent and we want to, you know, kind of stand by that. So um, from an editing standpoint, it takes me anywhere between... It depended on the video, like that hour long video that we did, that <laughs> that takes a lot of time. That'll take me like two or three days to put together. But it typically takes me like a day or so to edit the video and um, get it Graphics, on. Graphics. And then the also, also I create the thumbnails, you know, all the, you know, the little aspects that go into it. So, Well, one thing I want to say that kind of falls into the life of a fitness YouTuber yeah. or a YouTuber period, and I'm sure this has happened to everyone. You know how frustrating it is when you get home and you go to look at all the footage and somebody <laughs> forgot to start the camera oh, and then you have to refilm. God. That gets frustrating because I can't tell you it's either that I'm... or like the sound wasn't right Man. and you can't just refilm the intro. And so not only did you waste all of that time but the money that you spent renting the space um it it, like you said if we film on wednesdays and we film for four hours like imagine doing four hours of work and you you have to redo all of it (laughs) that has happened to us a A couple couple of times and 
a few of the times it's happened, the videos we've refilmed, we're happy we refilmed them because they ended up being better. But it's still like we just talked about how exhausting and long our days are and we hardly have time for ourselves. When you waste four hours, it gets... It gets very frustrating in it sometimes. She's frustrated right now talking about it. It is, man. But I kind of want it to lead into the next thing on like the work that it takes It to be consistent and like to have something like that happen. Sometimes it makes you want to stop doing where you're like, I'm not redoing that. I'm moving on to the next thing. It literally happened to me last week where we had all these work. We had three workouts planned and I forgot all the clothes. Yes. The outfits that I had. Yes. For like literally everything. We were shooting our merch. So all he had was our merch. He didn't have his clothes to actually work out in. I didn't even want to wear that because this is our merch. I wanted to take pictures of it and we still had some content that we needed to do for it and we had to literally reroute because I didn't have any clothes. That's right. and, And more so for me um it was the shoes yeah because we had a more of a cardio style workout and like again i just ruptured my achilles not too long ago so i'm very um meticulous about the type of shoes that i'm wearing i have to wear the right shoes for to perform that exact workout so i can't do uh, a cardio workout in weightlifting shoes like it's gonna be very uncomfortable and i don't want to risk injuring myself so um with that it's about rerouting like sometimes we have to literally reroute what we did and we filmed one workout and we just got a whole bunch of like instagram content a whole bunch of uh, we still made use of the we time still made use of the time and, but yeah. you know there's is never perfect it's always going to be obstacles if something comes in your way so you know those are th- things that of course if you're a consumer and you're watching these videos you're not thinking about what goes into it nope. but it's, it's, a, it's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that just make it a lot more difficult than what it should be sometimes. and that kind of brings us into the next portion of this podcast is the work that it takes yeah. so a lot of people will see, you know, hundreds, thousands of subscribers or a million subscribers and they assume like dollar signs, Yeah, right? they got it made. Right. And so <laughs> a lot of the times, majority of the times, YouTubers are not monetizing what you think they're monetizing. And in yeah. fact, we didn't start monetizing, monetizing even what something that would be worth like, oh, okay, we're starting to make some money for like years. It, it took us a year and like three months to make $10 a month on YouTube. Yes. Like he's not kidding. Ten like $10 a month. Because we didn't even start monetizing until about a year in is when like the monetizing, we were eligible for monetizing, yeah. I should say. And then from there, we were like, oh, okay, we get to start making money. And I remember seeing like $10 and I was like, what? Like, but it's also exciting too. I'm not gonna lie, it was exciting yeah, too because after we celebrated. a year, yeah, <laughs> after a year of just like you know, and and, and if you're looking to get into YouTube and, and you want to do it for money, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you got to understand it that you got to give yourself some grace because it's going to take time before you get to a point where you're not only making money but you're making a livable wage to where right. you can maybe put more energy into it and sacrifice maybe the the side job or the job that you had to support your YouTube channel. You know what I mean? So. Um, you know, it, it, it's a lot of things that go into just kind of making it happen. Yeah. So. And then the money that you are making from your real job for us at the time, again, we were training from 6 oh a.m. until 8 p.m. We had eight to 10 clients a day. A piece. A piece, you know. <laughs> and so when we first started doing our YouTube, it was a lot harder for us to be consistent because we were making money training. Mm-hmm. That was our job. And so when you're not making money on the YouTube or the content, it's hard to say, I'm not training eight to 10 clients today because I have to go film. You're giving up a big chunk of your revenue. Exactly. And so we just got to a point where we can say, okay, you know, now we can start putting more of our energy into the YouTube and, Mm -hmm. you know, putting, yeah, you, you make your time, your time is a lot more valuable now. You know, you understand 
the power of one hour. Like I just told you a 15 to 20 minute phone call, I don't even have time for sometimes. So let alone another joke, client of another hour. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, with that, once we, I'd say probably two years into our YouTube channels, when we started to make, you know, money that we could actually pay a bill with, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Which it was, was exciting. It was exciting <laughs> because again, to see two years of hard work um, go into something to where you can start making passive income in a sense like it was it was such a good feeling because you didn't want to that's the thing i i personally almost quit youtube or quit making these videos because i felt like the time that we put into it wasn't worth essentially not getting paid you know what i mean but again it was you guys it was the comments it was the oh, feedback yeah. it was just the people saying wow you changed me i lost 20 pounds or you know i, I haven't been to the doctor in six months or it was my, a reward that wasn't monetary yeah like my cholesterol was down and once we realized like we we're actually health helping people you know it, it was much more than money you yep. know what i mean and then like the, the monetization just became a byproduct of just really Making it about the people, which we did from the very beginning. It was all about you guys and supporting and helping. Once we got to a point where people see like, wow, these people, like they actually care about me. They want to see me better. Right. Like they want, they're putting stuff in place to help me. You know, it became a lot easier for us to grow. And it, again, for Good anybody who's doing YouTube, the money will make itself. Focus on your audience. Focus on helping them, providing them with, you know, valuable content. And that will come. Like if, yeah. if I could look at it, at it from a different lens, like... Just focus on the people and the, and the people will support. And know. I'll say too, we were full-time personal trainers. And then once the pandemic hit, that was pretty much taken from us. Like yeah. the job that we knew was became all virtual. And so yeah. we thrived off of the energy of mm -hmm. seeing our clients succeed and like seeing our clients every day. And then once it became virtual, it was like, you know, that drive, it was different. And so once we started to see people really benefit from the channel, it made us happy because that's what we've lived for. It was yeah. like, you know, we've been personal trainers pretty much all of our adult life to where we, our goal was to help our clients succeed in whatever mm -hmm. their goal was. So to see like strangers, people we'd never met yep. succeed in a way that we wanted for our clients, we were like, whoa, like <laughs> we're able to help more people than just the one-on-one -on -one, right. and it's all at the same time. So yeah. we fed off of that energy. We made zero dollars and just looked every day for comments of people saying like, this helped me or best workout I've ever done, or yeah. I've never used weights before. And now I'm strength training every day. We literally looked for those comments and we were like, let's do another one. Let's yeah. do another yeah. one. You know? it, it, so that kept us going and yeah. filming and creating these workouts. Yeah. So, so I, I say like two and a half years down the road, I think we were probably just over 50 K or yeah. something like that. Um, you know, we started to make money to where not only could we pay a bill or two, we could also reinvest um, because I've I've studied the formula of success when it comes to any business, but also just YouTube in general. Um, you always have to reinvest into your channel. You always have to grow. You always have to, um, you know, it has to be some sort of evolution as you go along. If you if you're a one trick pony, you know it's it's gonna burn out at some point. So um, when you guys, the, the biggest question we have, man, I wish you guys would turn to the side or had a different camera so I could see your. Um, form better so we were like all right i guess we gotta invest in another camera and i'm a camera geek if you didn't know like i i love cameras like i i want to buy another one right now <laughs> but um i did a lot of research as to what's going to give us the best opportunity to grow in a sense of quality like i want to put out quality content you know we film everything in 4k we want it to look good we know a lot of you perform these workouts on your tvs which that's a big screen yeah. you know some of you got some big 60 inches right so we we film everything in 4K. We want everything to look good. 
uh, to be quality and to be timeless. So we had to invest, you know, a lot of money into the audio. You know what I mean? Like we realized like audio is important. I know a lot of people who won't watch a video just because the audio sounds Do you remember bad. when we got our new cameras? We said it in the <laughs> video at the beginning of the video. We're yeah. like, does the audio sound was, different? Yeah, because <laughs> we, we couldn't figure out. For the longest time, we had this mic and I guess it was defected. And I thought that's just what the mic sounded like. And comes out, the mic wasn't even working for like <laughs> five or six videos that we made. And I was like, this is, this is terrible. So Not then good. when we got like a mic, I put it into my computer. I'm like, man, this audio this sounds is what amazing. It's supposed to it's, sound this like. is what it's so, supposed to sound like. So, to this point, you know, we reinvest a lot back into the channel in one way or another. Whether it's getting another camera, you know, uh, if you film with a camera before, it's not just the camera body. You have to buy the lenses to go along with the camera, the memory cards, the tripods, the the lighting. We bought like these the spaces big spaces to the, film the spacing, the lighting setups. I had to, you know, I had my old computer only had eight gigabytes of RAM. And if you're trying to process 4K footage with eight gigabytes of RAM, good luck because it's not happening. So I had to invest in a fully decked out as far as CPU and memory and all that stuff, a computer, right? And then once Toya started really getting into editing, she had to do the same. Let so. me tell you something. <laughs> there <laughs> so, was nothing more frustrating than a slow computer trying to edit. Oh like, my goodness. It's, it's terrible. I was like, how do you do this? And he's yeah. like, on a different computer like yeah. it's not the and, same and keep in mind at the, at the time where we were reinvesting a lot we didn't have it was we weren't swimming in cash like these were actual investments i remember yeah. being at um sammy's camera in los angeles looking at my account and i was like you know what i'm about to spend a lot of money on this camera but you know what i'm gonna make it worth it and a lot of money like they are thousands of dollars thousands. and then more thousands on lenses and yes. more like it's not just a few hundred dollars. Like yes. it's it's an investment. When he said we're gonna spend this much on the camera, I was like, we're doing what? <laughs> like, <laughs> exactly. But, but again, it, it 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 turned out to to work out in our favor. This is what you guys asked for. And again, the reinvesting worked because it yeah. allowed us to put out more quality content. It allowed us to get that extra angle to where that's a whole nother demographic. If people see you got a couple angles and it helps them with their form, like that's that that's what keeps people in and keeps them coming back. So um, you know, we take a lot of the reinvestment um, into ourselves and, and into our brand, um, even with another thing, the events that we're doing, right? The events that we did in L.A., uh, in Houston, the ones that we continue to do in the future, right? We're putting money into that and we're not necessarily making money from these events right. we're just the doing ticket sales it really it just covering the doesn't space. even cover the space yeah. yeah the space especially the la ones like those spaces are expensive mm-hmm. um the time everything we have to purchase to put into we, the event it's more us giving back to the juice and toy community yeah. in a sense of like having that in person that we love so much the energy um just having a chance for everyone to get together yeah you know? yeah so, so yeah but that's just a few ways cool. um just kind of reinvesting, but also it's to a point where um, we want to put more energy into our content, our YouTube, and everywhere else um, to the point where we can just continue to put out more. And that's and it's going to change uh, as we go along. Like, like she said, like we said, we're going to have to end up hiring people and to help us out in certain areas because it's going to get it's going to get pretty tough. But um, as we, um, with that being said, let's just kind of move forward with. Um, I want to talk about support. Because I think that's huge, and I think that's something that's highly overlooked. And I catch myself doing it a lot of times, too. So, like, let's say, for example, Instagram, right? Instagram is is, is quick content. We're swiping. We're swiping. We see one thing that's funny. We swipe away, right? We It's so easy to consume things on a daily basis to the point where you kind of, you know, you, you miss the sense of supporting those creators. So, let's say yep. there's somebody that, um, let's say they're a fitness influencer, and you've been following them 
for a couple years now and you've been taking their workouts, you, everything they show you, write them down, you do those workouts, but you don't really, you know, engage with the content, right? You don't really comment. You don't really like it or share it or put it on your story, right? That makes a huge difference. And if you find yourself using that content and you're um, using the information or if somebody who's entertaining you and they're making you laugh and you're just swiping on, like that's a missed opportunity that I think to just at the very least support them. You don't have to give Mm -hmm. them money. You don't have to give them, you know, donate to whatever they're doing. But you got to realize as a creator, there's some people, you know, I try not to be like, um, we try not to depend a lot on validation, but within the creator community, you kind of need that validation to even know like what you're doing is working. So for example, if I put out a workout, I put out a, a, what was that, 20 different ab exercises. And at one point, it had almost more saves than likes. Right. (laughs) Like more people are saving this for later to do than actually engaging with the content, liking and commenting and saying, oh, it's helped me in this way. So that's supporting your creators can do a lot for them mentally because it helps them understand like, wow, everything that I'm doing is not for waste. Like people are actually benefiting from this. They're actually helping other people and they can physically see that. If yeah. you're not commenting and just using the content and going about your life, that's a missed opportunity that, that I think you can really help that particular creator. Yeah, and I think just kind of just piggybacking off everything we said, it takes hours sometimes to Make a create second. a video that, yeah, could literally be 15 seconds. Like, no joke, it a 15-second reel sometimes can take someone hours between editing and filming and getting it all together and posting it. Yeah. And like he said, we're swiping, swiping. We're like, haha, cool, keep going, keep going. <laughs> they may think like, I just spent all that time on this video and no one cared about it, right? And it's yeah. not even just, um, like he said, giving them validation, but ways to support them keeps them going because mm-hmm. just like we mentioned for us, we were not making money on YouTube. So if we would have stopped making YouTube videos because yeah. we weren't making money, so many people that did benefit from the videos, they may not be working out today, you know? And so you never know who you can be inspiring just by sharing them, by supporting them. There's so many different ways to do that. You can share their content, like you said, like it, engage it. That costs literally $0 to do that. You can purchase their merch. If they have an app or a program or an ebook that they're selling, you can purchase those things Mm -hmm. if you do have the monetary means to support them. But supporting a creator in any way is going to keep them motivated to keep going. So if it's helping you, you're helping yourself by supporting them. Because it's going to keep them creating more content, whatever it is. It can be fitness content, Mm -hmm. recipes that you enjoy, um, advice, relationship advice, whatever it is. If they're helping you in some way, Mm -hmm. support them because you have no idea the amount of work that Man. goes into it. Like, we can and, sit here and say it all we want, but it still doesn't amount to like for the, some people, what actually goes into it. It's not their main job and yeah. they work maybe nine to five and then they come home from five to eight and work on content. Yeah. You know, like you never know that they could be that they could put out a video and be like, if this doesn't perform well, I give up because I've been <laughs> trying, you know, yeah. and then you're engaging with them and letting them know how much you appreciate their content. That's keeping them excited to yeah. keep creating, whether it's YouTube, Instagram, whatever the platform is, if it's helping you support them in in some way. Especially if they're putting out content on a consistent basis and you're looking for it too. Because let's be honest, there are people's content that we look for. We don't even necessarily follow. Even following somebody. Or subscribing to YouTube is free. Oh yeah. By the way, I don't know if you guys know, 
You know, a subscription is free. Literally, I think subscribe kind of uh, scares people away from pressing the button because they think they have to pay something. It's free, right? Pressing the follow button is free. Like, there's a lot of free ways that you can support your creators that will just give them some a feeling that they're doing something right or, or a feeling of hope that somebody's benefiting from this, somebody's watching this, and I'm really changing somebody's life on a daily basis. If they're not getting, and granted, of course, the content has to be good. I'm not saying, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying just go comment on anybody <laughs> and it's just, it's not great content, but if it helps you, if it helps you in any particular way, like I, I guarantee you, you would do that, that creator a, a good service by just engaging with their content in any way. So, yeah. um, for us particularly, you know, I want to start out by saying just thank you to everybody who's supported everything that we've done. We've, in any way. In like, any way. Like we like, mentioned earlier, just the comments at the beginning, that's what kept us mm-hmm. going. Yeah. It's like we have, um, you know, when we did our challenges early on, we like, I was, I didn't even want to put a, a donation but, button on our challenges just because like, I hate, I hate asking for money. And, and it wasn't even a sense of asking, but I just like, I, I never wanted people to feel like. They had to pay. Yeah, Yeah. like, please help me. You know what I mean? But it was more so because people asked us. They were like, how can we support? Is there anything that we can do to support? Even if it's just a couple of dollars. Like, I really want, I'm inspired by what you guys are doing. And so I just like, all right, you know, let's put the donation. And it was overwhelming. Like, just like people who were just, even if it was a dollar. People care to help you. They understand (laughs) the work that goes into it and what it's doing for them. Yeah. So, So. you know, thank you to everybody who's, you know, supported us in in the ways that we mentioned, you know, whether it's just liking the video or commenting and let us know. Sharing the video. Sharing the video. Or there's a thanks button now under, um, on YouTube where you can click that thanks button. You can donate whatever it is in your heart to donate. Like all those little donations help us, you know, not only keep going and stay motivated, but also again reinvest. Reinvest. Like we, we. It sounds like we need to hire somebody with a crazy schedule. So even doing that will allow us to reinvest and, and maybe put somebody in a place to help us in an area to where we can generate more time. If we have more time, guess what? We more cre- content. We can create more content and we can put out more. You know, whether it's more podcasts or put more content on the app, more content on the YouTube, like. The support goes a long way than just money in the pocket. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's 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 so many different ways in which having that sort of support and feedback really pushes us forward. So yeah. um, if you want to support us in any way, <laughs> um, let's talk about just real quick before we get out of here. Let's talk about the levels of which we try to give content and, yeah. and, and, and give value out to the people. So, yeah. So we like we said earlier, our aim and mission was to be able to help people. That's and it. so once we realized the reach that we had on YouTube to help others, we also realized there are so many other ways to grow. So we personally, we do circuit style training when we lift, like we'll put in follow along workouts whenever we need some motivation, or if I need like to do a quick workout at home, I'll do our own videos. Um, but we try to teach people as well. We don't want to just give you workouts and be like, here's a good workout. Here's a good workout. We want you to learn um, more about your fitness journey too. Yeah. And so that's where we kind of have the app where we kind of look at that as almost like an advancement of the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. The YouTube channel, you've gotten to a routine 
routine, you learn the workouts that work for you and that you enjoy working out, et cetera. Um, And then with the app, it's more, how can you advance yourself? You know, how you're learning about different styles of training programs. You're learning about more um, specified training. So I want to build my glutes or, you know, specific muscle groups and things like that. And you're learning how to build your own program, your own routine. Um, But the app costs money. So if someone isn't able to monetarily support in that way, the YouTube is still a free resource, right? Then we have the app, which is $15 a month where you get just a little bit more. But then we also have training programs that we write personalized Mm -hmm. for people. Um, And then like we mentioned, we have our one-on-one training. So there are different ways in which we try to help others, no matter what your goal is, no matter what area in your fitness journey you are, there is some way your that we social, can assist you. Yes, whether your social economic status, like, yeah. you know, if you don't have the money to afford to invest in the app, again, these YouTube workouts aren't going anywhere. We exactly. aren't stopping. Right? When we first got the app, people were like, does this mean you're stopping are you YouTube? Are stopping YouTube? I was and like, no. We were like, why would you even think? That? Like, never in our mind with yeah. that, you know, because we understand the reach that it has helped people. And yeah. I remember the first time I cried from someone showing us their... Um, their progress from YouTube workouts. I was like, that was from the YouTube workouts. Like it was shocking to me. And that's when we're like, wow, like really genuinely changing lives, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we always want there to be different ways that different resources that we can provide um, people and the consultations. That's another thing. So on the one-on-one messaging on the app, if it's like, you deeply have a question personalized to yourself. We offer consultations to be able to talk you through it and really explain something that's personalized to you versus just a broad general answer. So So there are levels to uh, the ways in which we try to provide resources to help people. Again, no matter what your fitness level is, what your money's like, it doesn't matter. We have things in place to make sure everybody has something, you know, nobody's left out. You know, we want every, we're even trying to find ways to get kids involved and and understanding like we got to reach out to the younger generation to make them understand that health and fitness is very important because the younger you start and the younger you understand, you know, your body and understand that being healthy is, is important. You know, it's going to buy you longevity. It's going to help kids understand that like, I need to take care of my body. I need Mm -hmm. to take care of my mental health and it's going to save them from a lot of trauma a lot of things that they might go through in the future as well so um again we appreciate you all of your support um again check out the app if you haven't already you got seven days free after that's 15 dollars a month yep i know a lot of people who just got the app just out of genuine support who have not even opened it since they got it <laughs> so you know Seriously. for those people you know we appreciate you, you. <laughs> um again the thanks button on the youtube channel we have people who um man, god bless you guys you know you donate we have people who um Donate, donate every every day. every day or every month. Every time they do a workout, yeah. even if it's fifty cents a dollar, like just to show their support and it's all love and man, we appreciate it. And and we have new merch coming. and new merch. And if you didn't know, we are partnered. We have partnership with Lululemon. So One Body LA and Lululemon. We have basically our branding on Lululemon merch. So if you're not familiar with Lululemon, is the best clothes out there okay it's quality shout out to lululemon, shout out to lululemon. um and then also shout out to latoya she just became a lululemon ambassador <laughs> shout out that's yeah amazing. so that's another way that you can support is through our merch. merch but also get yourself some new workout gear where yeah. we've had people like you know what once i lose x amount of weight i'm gonna buy this from your merch you know yeah. like it's almost like rewarding themselves sure. so check out our new merch um but we say all this to say 
This is the life of a fitness YouTuber. Wow. Um, there are majority of YouTubers. There are so many other things they're doing behind the scenes. Yeah. And kind of the purpose of this podcast for us was to let you know what does go on, not just for us, but any YouTuber or creator that you're um, following, watching, subscribe to, whatever, yeah. support them because you never know how it can push them to keep going. You never know that your words of encouragement that day or you letting them know how how much they've helped you can be what keeps them creating more content. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's a crazy journey. And again, this isn't everyone's YouTube journey. There are some people that <laughs> they wake up, they film a YouTube workout, and that's all they have that's to do. And do. it's a wonderful life, life, I'm sure. Um, but there is so much that we put to use. I always say I never want my four hard years of college to go to, to waste. waste. Yeah. <laughs> like I want to utilize that degree. Um, but no, there's, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes of a Juice and Toya workout that has nothing to do with the YouTube and some things that have everything to do with the YouTube yeah. channel. So, so we appreciate the support that you guys mm -hmm. have given us in continuing all of this work. Yeah. So again, just to recap, all of your support goes into, you know, <laughs> just us being able to live. It goes into us being able to reinvest in our content. It goes into us being able to reinvest in ourselves. Again, uh, we didn't even mention education, right? Yeah. Just, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, we, we have a lot of certifications and education, a lot of things that we're wanting to pursue. And again, a lot of it is time and not having the time to do it. But again, that money that we get, we reinvest it into ourselves. She's doing so a that we can teach you other yeah. things. She's yeah. doing a mobility and flexibility cert. So right. So once we're able to get these certifications and learn more about the body, we're able to turn that around and give you that information and give yep. you that content. So again, we we mentioned this before. We're not going to put anything out that we don't know. We're not going to put anything out that we're not knowledgeable in or feel comfortable teaching you. So. That, you know, all the resources that we get, again, we reinvested funnily back into the business, back into ourselves to where we can, you know, we're not one trick ponies. Again, we want to give you everything, the motivation, the nutrition, the workouts and everything in between. So um, we appreciate you guys, man. We love you. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's been a heck of a journey these last four years on YouTube. Um, and again, your support in many different ways is what keeps us going and it keeps us here. Um, and we're going to keep going. We have yeah. so many more plans for the oh YouTube channel, gosh. for it's... this YouTube channel and for our Juice and Toy YouTube Seriously. channel. We have so many exciting plans. And again, that is thanks to you yeah. and your excitement for us to continue growing as well. For sure. So, um, man, that, that pretty much wraps uh, the life of a fitness YouTuber. Be sure to like, subscribe. Um, leave a rating five support. stars please support <laughs> just like we mentioned um, again subscribe to the Juice and Toya podcast YouTube channel and wherever you listen to podcasts be sure to share it and, and to anybody who you think you know might uh, benefit from just listening yeah. to these conversations again this is health and fitness we have so much more to talk about yes so. and let us know if you have any topic suggestions questions things that you want us to discuss yep. um but yeah that's pretty much it so uh, it we appreciate all of you for joining us for another juice Ju Ju podcast we thank you and uh we'll see you at the next see one. you all at the next one